0: Welcome, and thank you for pressing play. I'm Crystal Bergfield, and this is Fireside Chats with Crystal. Paying homage to FDR, this podcast discusses real politics through storytelling, interviews, and in-depth discussions that touch every American. With the help of my guests, I will dive into the issues that plague our society, and highlight new ideas that could contribute to a healthy nation. This podcast is part of a larger curriculum to educate Americans about our society. Gather round the fire and prepare to expand your mind, your heart, and your reality. I'm Crystal Bergfield, and today's episode is A Slave, An Iceman, and a Coal Miner Walk Into a Bar. Welcome to week one of your social education curriculum. I'm excited to be here and sharing with you all. This week is all about history of jobs in our country, and for this episode, I wanted to build a foundation for where we are today. I also think it's important to talk about history so we don't lose perspective of why we do things. There are some people who would like a utopia where nobody works and we all just float around on our hoverboards all day. While utopia sounds nice and I would love my own unicorn, after listening to this podcast and consuming the other curriculum for the week, I think that you will find jobs are important and the wages that we receive for said jobs is vital to our survival. You should also have the answer to my terrible joke by the end. A slave, an iceman, and a coal miner walk into a bar. Let's hit it. The beauty of where we are is that we didn't have to lay any foundations for society as we know it. We just showed up one day when the womb was no longer inhabitable. We came out screaming, and from then on, we've been trying to figure out the world around us. One of my favorite documentaries is about octopi. Side note, I'll add it to the resource page for you to watch at your leisure. If you like to nerd out, you'll be in heaven with this one. Octopi are born into a world with no mother, no ancestors, and have to figure the world out on their own. They also have nine brains, so they figure out things super quick. While we don't have nine brains, we do have our parents, our family, friends, school, the internet, and the environment all around us to help us learn and grow and develop into functioning adults. It's a beautiful thing to have all the support and resources at our fingertips, but if we don't use it, we are just as lost as our octopi buddies. And let's be real, today we are hustling. We work long hours, commute long distances, and have adult responsibilities like children, pets, spouses, and our personal survival to think about. All of this doesn't really support our need to understand our environment and figure out the key to ease in this world. These days it seems as if we are all working our asses off and not getting ahead. And statistics support this. Reading from an article by John Schlossberg, according to Pew Research, more than half of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Half of us couldn't even come up with $400 in an emergency. The average household with credit card debt has more than $15,000 of it at 19% annual interest, making it virtually impossible to pay back. Most households are two missed paychecks from being completely broke. This is not a poor people problem. Of the 140 million adults living paycheck to paycheck, the majority are middle class. A quarter are upper middle class. Almost all of us are struggling. Thanks, John, for your input. So then, if we know we are drowning, why don't we just fix it? Well, unfortunately, it doesn't quite work that simply. We rely on our elected representatives to go to bat for us. And with Citizens United allowing special interest groups to use their money as a vote in Congress, we are the low man on the totem pole. It would take a large majority of us contacting our congressperson and complaining on a daily basis to get them to all work together and solve our issues. Ain't nobody got time for that, as we already established. Since we aren't there yet, all of us demanding more on our leisure time, I think we should start here, learning why we should demand more. And definitely learning about how things really affect us, so we are wiser in our investments of time, energy, money, and votes. To the basics. Let's talk for a moment about how jobs are created and valued in the U.S. As humans, we have several basic needs to survive. Security and stability, including a roof over our heads, food, water, air, electricity, From the very beginning of time, humans figured out that living in communities enables them to more easily meet their basic human needs. With community meeting basic needs, humans could then spend time and energy on growing and developing. Thus, societies began developing. Fast forward to today. We live in a society, and there are elements necessary for a large collective of people to live together. Basic Requirements, Including Safety and Security For example, we have rules against violence to ensure the collective safety. We have an economic system to create and deliver goods such as food, home supplies, and currency to the people. This is where jobs come in. Jobs are created from a need. We take a lot for granted because so much in our society has been in place. But when we set up society here in the U.S., towns were established with stores, churches, schoolhouses— There were even metal workers, carpenters, doctors, and so on. Eventually, towns expanded into cities, and economy became a thing. Jobs were created to meet a demand. And as demands shift, so do jobs. In the early 1800s, there were ice men to cut ice out of the lakes and rivers. When freezers came into play, the job ice men went away. Technology plays a huge part in the evolution of jobs. Just as the technology of freezers ended the need for icemen, and also the end of phone call operators because of great technology, today we see a shift in cashiers at the grocery store as self-checkout technology arises. It's important to recognize that jobs go through an evolution. An evolution, or growth, is often scary and painful. Retirees will tell you that there is a mourning period, a feeling of loss after ending a career. Many actually re-enter the workforce because the fear is so real. Right now, we have coal miners and oil riggers fighting to keep their way of life, even as it causes harm to them, their families, and our planet. And I can't blame them. In a time when there is no financial stability in our country, why would anyone risk further instability? The truth is, one, crude oil and oil mining poisons our air, poisons our water sources, and two, we cannot expect those industry workers to give up their way of life without trust that our leadership will ensure financial security to these people. This is just one example of how our systems truly intersect. We have a huge problem with the pillaging of our planet, but people's lives depend on the money they make pillaging. Can we shift forward beyond coal and oil production? Yes, but education must be a priority for all Americans, which is why it is vital to clean up politics because we cannot strip more from those who have given their lives to produce energy for us. We have seen the destruction that occurs when we strip all the resources from a group of people before. In 1863, slavery was abolished. But that wasn't the end of the problems for former slaves. The abolition of slavery was chaotic, to say the least. Slave owners no longer had free labor and could never afford to pay as many workers as the slaves they had. They were up in arms, literally. Civil War ring a bell? The way of life for white Southerners was now in jeopardy, and they were not going down without a fight. Former slaves showed up to fight and helped the Union win the war. So, War won, slaves free, everyone wins, right? Wrong. Now we have almost 4 million slaves freed and without jobs. That, coupled with the rage and instability of former slave owners, caused a lot of harm. Now freedmen, these former slaves had no education, no clothing, no means of food, limited skills, no land, and new black codes that were enforced to limit the power the former slaves had. And descendants of slaves are still experiencing the effects of being blocked from buying property, being blocked from working alongside whites, being blocked from financial, educational, and other economic opportunities. You see, we have been down this road before in a very real way. Are we willing to learn from it? Are we willing to value all human life in this country so that people don't have their health and homes pulled out from under them when we evolve and realize how devastating our actions can and have been? The beauty of humanity is that we are always evolving and growing, and honestly, some days it's the only thing that brings me hope. We continue to evolve, and it's our leadership's responsibility to ensure that all Americans can thrive in an ever-changing society." Okay, so I just briefly talked about the evolution of jobs and how jobs are created based on demand in society. Today, we call this concept economy or the job market. There are some super smart analysts out there who can project job needs. They can tell us how many jobs one major infrastructure project will require, and they can also see what jobs are on their way out with new technology coming in. It's true. Technology is a major contributor surrounding our changes in jobs. And it's also important to mention that this doesn't have to be scary. Right now, it's scary because we're being told it's scary. I'd just like to mention that qualities of great leaders are that they don't incite fear, but hope. Fear makes it easy to control people, but it doesn't make us great. Ever. Before I close, I just want to drive home the points I made. We can learn from our history. In fact, intelligent civilizations do. Blaming the past doesn't do anything. It's stagnant, so let's learn from it. I just showed you in a very real way how our country's history, our history, has affected us all. We know that jobs were created by needs, and we know that our needs are ever-changing. As I mentioned, we have super smart Americans who are able to observe, study, analyze, and predict changes in our economy. One of the major reasons we are in our situation is that we aren't listening to them. Why would we listen to them? Because we value human life. Not listening to folks who make a living by studying our society and its effects is, in effect, saying that we don't care what happens to us. We just want to do what we want to do. We just want to keep climbing the ladder we built over here. Who cares if the ladder doesn't go anywhere? Well, some of us are starting to care because the foundation that ladder is standing on is starting to crumble. We are all feeling the effects of the instability in our lives. And I know this is a bit of a generalization because getting to the gatekeepers is a deep, dark road, but this is us traveling that road. This is us uncovering the major instabilities that must be addressed for us to thrive in America. To close, I want to swing back around to our friends, the octopi. As I mentioned, they come into the world alone, and up until recently, always lived alone. As their environment changes, and it is, they are living closer to one another. As humans, we depend on one another. And while we would like to think otherwise, it's not possible. You wouldn't have the food you eat, the car you drive, the home you live in without others. With that, Your homework for this episode is to consider the work that went into at least three things in your day. As you drink your morning coffee, get curious about how that coffee got into your cup. On your drive, ponder how many people built your car. And then, to make it a bit more personal, take a moment to reflect on the work of one of your loved ones, preferably an older loved one. One of the women who has opened my eyes to the work that women do is my grandmother, She raised three kids, worked for a newspaper business for most of her adult life, took care of her nieces and nephews, cooked meals for workers, cared for her dying parents, cared for her sick daughter, raised me, her granddaughter, and is still here. What? Think about a loved one, appreciate their work, and then tell them about it. Actually, before you tell them about it, maybe you should ask them all about their work. Listen to a story and expand your mind, your heart, and your reality. Thank you for spending your precious time with me today. Check out the curriculum page for other content on job and wage history. And tune in next week for the money trail, i.e. wage inequity. This has been Fireside Chats with Crystal. Thank you for taking your precious time to invest in yourself, your community, and our country. Now go out there and shine, baby, shine. Our country needs us now more than ever. If you like what you heard, please check out the curriculum link and dive into more learning already live. Then head over to my website and donate to the cause. I'm offering my curriculum for free, so it's up to you to see the value in what I'm doing and support your girl along the way.